Deadology Coach Podcast, Sarah, we're back. <laughs> well, that's a great intro. We took a little break because, A, Sarah had to get stuff done for school. And I've been sick this past week, hmm. really for like this past 10 days uh, or so. They were painting in my building. And at first I thought this like scratchy throat and these uh, my eyes were burning. And I'm like, it's gotta, it has to be the paint. It has to be the paint fumes. So I go to sleep. Uh, one Sunday night, and I wake up Monday morning, and I'm legit disoriented. Like, I can't. I was just having a hard time. Huh. I just didn't. Something felt off. Uh-huh. So I get back home. I open the windows. I start to feel a little bit better. But then, like, I develop. The, the throat is still, like, still hurts and what whatever. Uh-huh. And it, and I don't know. Could it have been COVID? It very well could have been. I thought it was the paint fumes. It's hard to say. It was hard to say. So yeah, I've been fighting this cough, and the cough was much worse over the last week. So I like I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have been able to record anything because I would have been just coughing and coughing and coughing. But I'm feeling better now. Uh, Nike is home with his mom and dad. Uh-huh. That one was that one was tough. But I'm glad I, I was dreading that. But I'm glad that uh, I brought him downstairs to his dad. And, you know, I was just like, please don't don't cry. Don't you dare cry. Don't you fucking cry. Because I know how that might creep out owners. It, yeah, it could. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it just seems like, uh, okay, there, there's some attachment issues here. Mm-hmm. And so I get downstairs and I hand Nike over. And, you know, Nike's so thrilled to see his dad. And everything's fine. And then the owner gives me this bag and he said valerie and i we put together a bit of a care package for you that was it that was Mm. it and i i had my moment of breaking and he's like oh please don't cry and i'm like no 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 no. i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and i had actually had to run upstairs and get food for nike so i was able to like compose myself but the bag of stuff the care package and he admitted this thankfully he's like this is you know stuff that we you know we 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 can't really fit in our bags (laughs) So it was like paper towels and beef jerky or chicken jerky and but jello pudding. It was all stuff that like <laughs> I, like some of the stuff I could use, like paper towels. I always need paper towels. And sure. really love jello pudding and chicken jerky. Sure. Give them to the give it to the to the dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, it was but it was a very nice gesture. Anyway. That sounds like a good send-off. It was a nice little send-off, and they're going to write me a review and blah. You know, it was, it was just lovely. It was just really, really nice. How about you? How are you doing? I'm okay. I didn't have to have to do that this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, didn't have to say goodbye to any animals. Just the way you say it. It's just, it, sound, it sounds so terrible. What a way to kick off the show. Everybody, yeah, we should probably you know, know, we should probably tell people we were like forty five minutes into a show or thirty minutes into a show, and I was just like, "Can we just stop? We're just this is going all over the place." So poor Sarah, she always always accommodates me when I say this. So <laughs> if we, so, just bear with us as we as we get acclimated on on this one. Um, Sarah, yes, do you have a letter for us? I do have a letter for us. All right, surprise me. Don't tell me what it is. Okay. I've been on a break from dating for about a year, and I've been thinking about trying again. I am a divorce lawyer, but in my profile, I've always said that I'm self-employed or something similar because I live in a smaller town, and I can be found easily with that information. 
I also find that most men in my age range, which is 48, have been divorced and have a negative experience with divorce lawyers. So they tend to shy away when they find out what I do. This is a perception that I'm going to, or there is a perception that I'm going to take them for all they have because they think I'm devious due to my job, but that couldn't be farther from the truth. I've also hidden my job because there's a perception that lawyers are rich. Anyway, I've been thinking about stating it outright in my profile if and when I build one again, but I'm not sure if that's wise. One other piece of the puzzle is that I have seen former clients or opposing parties on the apps, so that makes me nervous too. Hmm. Well, I think this is an easy one. I think, uh, no, don't, don't put it in your profile. I don't think you have to avoid dating apps because other people use dating apps. I mean... Yeah, just don't, you know, you're I mean, you're not you're no dummy. Don't put anything in there that is going to hurt your business uh, or give any um, anyone any ammo to use against you. But you know mm -hmm. that already. Yeah. Um, But no, don't put it in there. Well, I would I wouldn't just put self-employed because people tend to think that that means unemployed, especially now. Um, I would say lawyer. Yeah, I would, too. I wouldn't say yeah. divorce lawyer. No. And even Maybe you dress it up a little as like family law. I was just going to say <laughs> estate planning or some, something. Well, that would, that, yeah, I guess that would technically be true. <laughs> right? Like something that's – maybe it's not exact, but it has like it's, – it's, it's adjacent so that it's not really a lie lie. And, uh, you know, please don't worry about – don't worry about, you know, saying something like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a corporate lawyer, but I'm actually a divorce lawyer. And, oh, that's a lie. People these days, savvy people, they understand that, A, if I give you too much information, you're going to find me. Mm -hmm. B, if I give you certain information, you're going to judge me. Mm -hmm. um, so people get it. The right people get it. It's the the wrong people who are like, oh, well, you lied. They're not dumping you because you lied. They're dumping you because something about whatever you lied about triggered something with them. Right. Uh, and to be clear, I don't think there's any shame in being a divorce attorney. And I'm mm -mm. not suggesting that you withhold that to protect men's fragile egos. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> any men who are going to be triggered by that, like, I mean, good riddance, mm -hmm, right? right? Like, what's what's wrong with them that they're afraid mm -hmm. of divorce attorneys? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as you mentioned, there is a perception that people who work as attorneys are rich, mm -hmm. uh, which is untrue <laughs> across the board. Uh, some of them are, but not all of them are. So if yeah. you're trying to, um, you know, not attract men who are, are potentially after you for your money, I would leave that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So say you're in legal services. Um, you can say you're self-employed. Don't say you're a divorce lawyer because nah. I I do feel like that's a very volatile, <laughs> volatile uh, career uh, for people who are on dating apps. Like if you're, if you're, if you mention it, I do think it's going to be triggering for a lot of men. Yeah. But also like, I I guess I just don't care. <laughs> right. I'm not saying you should give a shit. Don't yeah. care. Like it's going to weed out. Right. You know, and then you wonder like, well, should I say it because it'll weed out the wrong people? I think you'll still weed them out if you just say that you're an attorney. Yeah, true. 
True. Okay. So yeah, just say you're attorney. Don't say exactly what you do until you get to know somebody and they get to see you. You know, you're a lawyer. Like, I, I think family law is the way to go here. What? I think saying family law is the way to go here. Yeah. Yeah, I think, but I think people will still, they'll make the connection. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, the, the problem really is the context of the dating app juxtaposed mm-hmm. with the divorce attorney. Mm-hmm. Right? It's kind of like going to a New Year's Eve party and then meeting somebody and that person's like, you know, we're all going to die, right? It's like, yeah, man, but like, we're just trying to have a good time here today. Yeah. But can we just focus on the next right? couple hours? Yeah. You know, like, could you, could you? <laughs> so it's just, it's just that your job is a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What a, oh my God. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, that's that's depressing, and I'm trying not I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to laugh because I'll start to cough. Mm. But yeah, just say you're a lawyer. Yeah. But wait until you get to know somebody. I don't. You don't owe people all this information. Nah. Up front. No, you, you don't. just don't owe people all that information. No. You're allowed to withhold. That's right. You know. So wait till you get to know somebody. Make sure that they're not going to get triggered by what you do for a living, and then tell them. That's it. Very simple. I think. I don't know. Is it? Is it? I don't think it's that as. I, I think it's something that you can totally work around. I think so too. All right. You ready? I'm going to surprise you. Uh-huh. All right. I have been following you on TikTok and watching your content for a while. I respect your opinion a great deal and have a relationship question that I hope you can help me with. Craig and I are 54 and 52 years old, respectively. We met on a dating app, went out for dinner, and slept together that very evening. I was very lonely at that time, and I could sense the same loneliness in him as well. He seemed very into me, and we saw each other a couple more times after that evening. Not long afterwards, in the space of a month, he had to return to Newfoundland, where he's from. We met in BC where he was working while he was working there. And he is, he's returning to Newfoundland to look after his ailing folks. We were still getting to know each other, and then he was gone, without either of us knowing when he would return to BC again. Because of the long distance, I was resigned to the fact that we were eventually going to meet other people and move on. Four months on, we still text intermittently. The tone of our text has become platonic and cordial. We aren't in a committed relationship, so I can only assume that he is currently dating other people, and that he was also dating non-monogamously when we met. I have never asked him what that direction, that question directly. I was too afraid to know the truth. Just today, he texted me to say that he will be back in BC to survey a mine for his company and asked if I could meet up with him. I have no doubt that if we were to see each other again, we would end up in bed. I think I want more out of this than he does, and I'm questioning the wisdom of meeting with him. I want to protect myself from further heartache. I'm writing to ask you what you think. Once in a moment of weakness, I told him we needed to decide if we wanted to go make a go of our long-distance relationship or that we should part ways. His reply was, long distance is hard and I don't want to hurt you. That sounded so ominous to me. And then she signs it. Um, Well, it should sound ominous to you Mm -hmm. because he's telling you pretty bluntly, I'm not interested in a relationship with you. Well, not long distance anyway. Um. I mean, he's definitely laying the groundwork to sleep with her again. 
mm-hmm. when he's in town. Right. Which is why he's been um, sporadically available via text. Right. Yeah. Right. And to be clear, he's not investing. He's he's laying groundwork and he's getting something back out of it because it's mm-hmm. an ego stroke for him. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> right. Do not right. read more into that. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot, there's some projection going on here. We have a tendency to project what we're experiencing, what we're feeling onto other people. Like when she says, you know, that they were both lonely. You don't know that. You know, you were lonely. Right. And more than likely, you were projecting that loneliness onto him. And that is one of the, one of the, um, dangers of dating while experiencing any kind of profound loneliness. Like loneliness is, you know, it comes in waves, but if you're experiencing any kind of profound loneliness, dating during that time, you're going to become very susceptible to a, to a lot more that you wouldn't be susceptible to if you weren't feeling, if you weren't feeling lonely. And yeah. I know that people are like, well, no kidding. Mean, of course. Well, no, not everybody knows that. You know, not everybody knows that. So well, there you go. Well, now, be you so now you know better. Now you know better. Right. Be careful not to project that stuff. Like, catch yourself. You know, catch yourself when you're saying, oh, we, there was just such this amazing connection. Was there or was that just you? Yeah. You know, so this guy, and I and I do not believe for a second this guy didn't know he was going to be returning to wherever he lived to take care of, quote unquote, ailing parents. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, chances are the ailing didn't just start one day. Right. Yeah. And chances are they're not both ailing at the same time. Eh, I don't know about that, but. Eh, I think that's just me. That's that's my, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That just felt to me like, here's an example. Here's an excuse I'm going to give that I know you're not going to push back on. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dying parents. Right. You know, it's kind of like when and it worked, sex, and it worked. It's like the Sex in the City episode where she, where Charlotte's talking to Harry, and you know, Harry says that his grandmother was a survivor of the Holocaust, and he promised her that he would marry a Jewish girl, mm. and she's like, "Well, see, now I can't say anything because you brought up the Holocaust." Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and obviously, obviously, we are not making fun of the Holocaust here. The point being is, like, there are certain things, like. I don't think Harry was intentionally bringing that up, but don't think for a second that there are people out there who wouldn't think fucking twice of weaponizing something like that if it means getting them out of something. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are just awful. Yeah. I don't, by the way, I don't think that this dude is, um, (laughs) I mean, I do think that he, he was seeking something that would be, infallible right that would be bulletproof in terms of getting him out of the situation right Right. and he used it he found Mm -hmm. it right i i don't think he's i don't think he thinks he's being a dick but he absolutely is being a dick absolutely in fact he may just be a dick right um right but in any case you you answered your own question here he said the quiet part out loud you know where he stands you're not going to get any more from him I, I think you're going to have to go cold turkey here. 
Yeah, it's uh, unfortunately, if you stay, and I know, and I understand, especially this time of year, when you're feeling lonely, you don't want to lose that attention. Well, no, but I think it's important to recognize what that is, because so often the the men who give us very little that we get really attached to, it's just mm-hmm. because of what else is going on in our lives or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just that they represent promise. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, that's that's the good news, right? Like, you don't you don't really know this guy that well. Mm-hmm. So just go cold turkey and find someone else promising. Yeah, exactly. Like the you your the promise keeps your mind occupied. Right. But you're not actually losing that much if you cut this right. guy off. Right. You're not losing anything. Right. Other than probably some mediocre dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <coughs> Oh my cough, I get a headache. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes, but Sarah's Sarah's very, very, very correct. So unfortunately, you're gonna have to, I think, cut this guy off. Try to do well, because it because he'll he'll continue to take from you one hundred percent. Yeah, he'll he'll continue to take whatever you're giving him. Absolutely, and I mean forever. <laughs> There is no limit. Like this, this guy could get married, have children, you know, like the whole nine. And like he may still text you, like, "What do you think I should get this tie or this tie?" Because you're just feeding his ego. Right. Exactly. And that that's going to serve as a really good segue into into the next question slash TikTok. Okay. So this this is going to make me a little bit. uh, This is going to make me a little stabby. Okay. So you've been hooking up with a chick for a little bit, and she finally pops a big question, says, what are we? And you're like, oh, damn, I don't know what to say because I don't want to fuck this up, and I know we're not in the long-term category, but I really like that booty. Here's what you're going to say. Now, honesty is always the best policy, but if you misuse this technique, it becomes a little bit manipulative. And if they're asking the question of what are we, that means that there's some type of emotional bond that is starting to connect. Now, here's what you're going to say in general. You can put your own twist on it, but nine times out of ten, it's always worked, and we've always continued on with our relationship, and it just stayed more in the casual zone. So I assume that you're asking what we are because that you're starting to have some kind of feelings towards me, and I don't want to lie to you, and I respect you as a person, so here's how I feel about the question and the situation. You're a really nice girl. I enjoy hanging out with you. You're super fun to be around. I mean, the sex is amazing, too, <laughs> um, and I would love to continue those times. But if you're asking me if I can commit to a relationship or be your boyfriend, I am really just not in a position right now, and I don't know if I ever will be, it's nothing against you, um, to commit or make promises that I can't keep. And if you needing to be in a relationship with somebody who's committed to you, I don't want to prevent you from finding that person. And if that means that we need to go separate ways, I would be by. This is a monologue meant for like made for television, made for, like made for TV. This whole entire fucking verbose thing. Yeah, I'm still waiting for him to say anything. Right, get to the fucking point. No doubt about that, but I would rather see you happy without me than unhappy with me. And that's like the best that I can offer you at this point. So. I mean, if you want to take a little bit to think about it and then, you know, make a decision, let me know. Or if you're like, 
all right, cool, whatever, and you still want to keep hanging out, I think that would be fucking amazing, right? And that's the truth, and hopefully you feel that in some way, shape, or form. Because if it's a one-night stand, it's a one-and-done. If it's just pure booty call, that's not somebody you hang up with. You guys text each other, you're like, come over, bang, bang, boom, boom, and then you get the fuck out with. Then there's the people that are just above that, right? Like you enjoy their company, they're fun to be around, they're a fun hookup and have a great personality. They're like, cool, but not good enough to where you want to commit and make a girlfriend out of them or you want to be. Now that part made me ragey. This part made me. That ragey. part made you ragey. I know. Well, Jesus, more ragey, I think is more accurate. <laughs> you know, she's great and you like hanging out with her and you want to have fun and the sex is great and you enjoy her personality, but she's just not relationship material. Mm-hmm. Let's just stop there because nobody's going to ever be relationship material for a guy like that. I mean, that's a lot of criteria that he said that she met. Right? So I'm not sure what, what what's is the problem. Left. Right. Like what's the yeah. problem? Right. If if a woman even has to ask a guy, what are we? And the guy knows the whole time I, I'm not looking for a relationship because but because see, that's what he that's what he's refusing to say. If you know mm-hmm. like it wasn't a coincidence that we listened to that and we were like, oh my God, get to the point. What are you saying? What are you saying? It's circuitous for a reason. Oh, yeah. And that reason yeah. is to keep you, like, to confuse you. Yeah. It's a lot of word salad that is really, and the one thing that he's not saying is, I don't see a relationship with you. Right. That's it. Like, that's the answer. Uh-huh. I don't see long-term relationship potential here, but I enjoy hanging out with you. Yeah. I- but I mean, I don't know. I think I think this is this didn't make me feel stabby as much as it does just like oh, like he really thought he did something there. <laughs> adorable. Yeah. Cuz who would fa- like who would fall for this? The Are moment you, you ask a question that has a straightforward answer, and a dude is like, well, uh, 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 get the fuck out of here. You know who's, but you know who's falling for this? And it's not even so much falling for it, but it's women who want to believe that things are going to change. That's I know. The, right. So this works all the time. All the time. You know what doesn't typically work is when a guy is, look, I think you're great, but I just don't see long-term potential here. Because when it's that blunt, a woman then has to decide, do I have self-respect? Or do I not? Mm-hmm. Right? Because that, like, that's the that's the line. The way he's putting it, if you put it that like that bluntly, a woman's gonna, most women are gonna go, yeah, I can't do that. That I'll hate myself if I do that. Right. That's why it's all words, 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 words. You're awesome. Words, words, yeah. words, 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 <laughs> Just, me, words, you, words. I don't know. Just the notion that you could like dazzle a woman into into thinking that you're communicating when you're really not I right. think is, is just is, adorable that you think we're just, that dumb. <laughs> this is what he thinks is communicating. Communicating is just words, right? Well, they have to mean something mm-hmm. and they, you know, it has to have a point and that's it. Like he, it's just, look at me. Never, ever, ever think that never equate how much they say with right. how much they respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two prime example. Not related. <laughs> right. I mean, this is a yeah. This is a this is a single sentence answer. Yeah. 
Yep. What are we? Um, we are not headed for a relationship. And see, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. because, And then when you say things like, I think you're great, I think you're this, your personality, I have fun, that's what the woman hears. And she's just like, well, then if I'm all those things, I'll just wait anybody, it out. I'll just wait it out. Yeah. Don't think and he doesn't know what he's doing here. he'll just continue to take. Don't, like, and, and ignore the whole, you don't want to be, oh, you don't want to lie because you don't want to be manipulative. Motherfucker, this is manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Because you're saying, like, I just, I really respect you. But it's not you. even skillful manipulation. Yeah. Right. It's, I respect you and I like you and I like hanging out with you and I like your personality. And that's what the woman's going to take from this. That's what she's well, going to hear. I mean, I think it depends on how vulnerable they are in that, in that instance. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, if you're, if you're in a good place and you're on the other side of this, like, you're out the door before this monologue is over. <laughs> right but if you're if you're wounded and you're just looking for something to have hope about or you need a plus one for this wedding coming up or like any of any of that other kind of stuff that keeps us invested and hanging on to mm-hmm. situations that are actually hopeless mm-hmm. then you might as well not ask the question because he could say anything you're you're not gonna leave right don't ask if you don't want to know right yep yeah, that is, that was um, the, the fuck that guy online course is almost ready. And that is something that I brought up and the other, okay. Can we also talk about the whole, like the girlfriend experience guy, the guy mm-hmm. who wants, you know, he does all the things. Oh, I, I'm going to introduce you to my friends. I'm going to meet your friends. Let's go on a trip. Let's, I'm going to text you in the morning. But when it comes down to it, they, they'll tell you, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship. First of all, they're having a relationship. They're in a relationship. Well, yes. <laughs> ready for it is the, is the exclusivity and the obligation and the commitment. Mm-hmm. So here's what you're going to do. The moment this motherfucker starts acting like your boyfriend, you're going to stop. Like, let's say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You know, my parents are having this thing or my friends are having this party out in the Hamptons or what, or, you know, why don't we go away for the weekend? Or when he starts texting in the morning, Hey, good morning, beautiful. You're going to stop and you're going to say, you know, this feels like it falls outside of the scope of what we agreed this, this is. And if you want to talk about like, if, you, if, if you're, if you're, if you're interested in, in making this something more, I'm open to talking about that. Like, let's talk about it. Call that shit out. Because if you let it go, if you say nothing, they will continue. They're praying you won't say anything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. They're just like, I'm going to dazzle her. I'm oh, no, you want me to be a plus one? Absolutely. No problem. Right. Oh, you know, do you want to, oh, we're going to cook together? Oh, okay. Well, we're going to do that. Oh, I'm going to meet your friends. Great, great, great. Please don't ask me. Please don't ask me. Please don't ask me. That's what they're doing. <laughs> right. And and oftentimes there is no one else. They just want the option. Right. Yeah. They just want to leave that door ear, ear, ear swinging mm-hmm. open. That's it. That's all they want. They could have the greatest woman and they're just like, mm, I'm not. And here's the thing. <laughs> There. <laughs> you know I love when you do that. <laughs> that are stupid and I yeah. don't respect them. <laughs> oh, not what you said. The thing is, those guys, they're never going to be ready. 
No. Because somebody, these are guys who just fear emotional intimacy. Right. Right? Like the, these are just guys, because if you really think about it, that relationship is surface level. Yeah, it's really easy to, to have Taco Tuesday every week with somebody because he's right. also got to eat. Right. But is he like opening up to you about like childhood trauma? Is he opening up to you about like his fears about his job and oh my God, I think I'm going to get fired. Is he, is he opening up to you about that? Like are you going to that place? Yeah. Because until you go there, you don't have emotional intimacy. Right. You can have a relationship without having emotional intimacy. You Absolutely. If you want a serious relationship, you want a long-term formation, are they showing you any signs of emotional intimacy? Are they showing you signs of vulnerability? That's what you need to look for. Not this fucking word salad. Oh, I like you and I respect <laughs> yeah. you. And this and blah, blah. Oh my God. They just want you to get so confused. They're just like, oh my God, just shut up and stop talking. Yeah. That's, what, that's what they're hoping you just please shut up please stop yeah. or like you said that you'll latch on to the the compliments right right yeah. so um yeah next time a guy starts acting like a boyfriend call him on it don't do not let it go the minute you let it go with what you're saying to him is i'm okay with this without commitment i'm okay with this you're giving him in his mind mind mm -hmm. you in his mind He's seeing this as, well, she knows what's going on, and she's not saying anything. <laughs> Men can justify fucking anything. Right. And then when he breaks up with you, you're, and you respond to that stimuli, he's just going to call you crazy. Right. So fuck him. Yeah. The minute a guy starts acting like a boyfriend, you call him on it. The minute. Call him on it. Yeah. Have that conversation. Have your pain now. Where does that line from? I just want my pain now. I oh, don't know. from Tootsie. It's from Tootsie. Hmm. Uh, Terry Gar. But yeah, so so do that. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay. Okay, question, Sarah. Okay. I've been seeing a man for three months, once or twice a week. I was clear that I am dating for love with the goal of marriage and on our first date. Is there a time frame within which I am supposed to define the relationship or can I still consider what we're doing as taking it slow? We are having fun on our dating journey. Who's we? I guess she and this dude. Okay. I feel like, is was there not more to that? Nope, that's it. Been seeing a man for three months, once or twice a week. They haven't defined the relationship yet. She was clear about her expectations, but she's asking, you know, it's been three months. So am I supposed to have this? I mean, yes. this is another case of I, I feel like you answered your own question. Yep. You have this question because you want the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. So whether or not it's appropriate <laughs> to define the relationship at the three-month mark given this criteria, um, it feels right to you. So yeah, ask the question. Yeah. You have the or, exactly. Actually, don't ask the question, but make the statement. Statements only. Uh, yep. Exactly. It doesn't forget about like how long, how many dates, how many weeks. Fuck all that. When do you need that answer? Right. When do you need that answer in order to proceed without causing yourself, fuck him, causing yourself emotional damage, getting too invested, yeah. or just generally wasting your time? Feels like now. <laughs> right. Now yeah. is the time, my yep. friend. Yep. Yes. 
So, yes. If you're writing in, here, here's, here, uh, let me be a little bit more explicit. If you get to the point where you're writing into a podcast mm-hmm. to ask them when is the right time, it's time. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it's right. on your mind. So, therefore, it is time. Yeah. And, and, but if we're speaking just vaguely, yeah, three months, twice a week, yeah, that's, that's plenty of time. That mm-hmm. conversation should be had by now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's, it's not like super overdue, mm-hmm. but it's definitely been long enough that it it's reasonable to discuss and, you know, the person on the other side of that conversation isn't going to be like, whoa, 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 I just met you. <laughs> well, you, you know, know that it's a guy, so they might. I mean, I don't think so. Like, if they try to do that, um, well, there's your answer. Because mm-hmm. again, like, if someone asks you. Um, or tells you <laughs> that you're in a relationship. There's there's a right way and a right way to respond to this. Yes, I agree. Yep. It's time. Yep. Finish him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. So this was something I was tagged in, and it was a TikTok by a creator called the Therapy Den, who I really really like, and it's about questions to ask your new the person you just started dating. Okay. 10 questions to ask your new partner about their past relationships. I don't know about you, but I love asking new people I'm dating about their exes and how everything went down. There is so much I can learn. But before we get started, respect your new sweetie's decision if they don't feel ready to talk about their last relationship. And only ask questions if you can emotionally handle hearing the answers. Engage in compassionate Mm. curiosity, okay? Here we go. One, How did your last relationship end? I'm watching their tone real closely when they answer this one. Are they still feeling salty? Are they the victim? Are they feeling super pissed off? Who are they blaming? Their energy says a lot when they talk about their most recent ex. Two, how did you control? Okay, let's talk about the first one. How did your last relationship end? See, here's here's the issue I have with these sort of question and answer things. Uh, Yeah, what what even is that question? Like, what's the answer to that question? Yeah, you just say- Other than poorly? (laughs) Or like we just realized we're two different places, and that and see and like there's really no answer to that that that's going to be good, right? No, right. That's what I'm saying. Like the answer is poorly. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like you know what? We just it, they cheated. That's it. That's the only answer where people are gonna be like, okay, cool, mm. right? Because if you say things, well, we just well, realized- but even that, like if somebody's looking for something to hold against you. Right. Even that people are going to be like, "Ooh, that means you've got emotional baggage. Yeah. I just, there's just this, this, these conversations, these questions never, ever go the way we want them to go. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't um, want to know how the last relationship ended. Here's the next one. To the problems and the ending of the last relationship. Can they take accountability? I can't imagine it was 100% their ex's fault. And if that's what they say, red flag. I'm hoping and praying they can reflect on how they contributed to the problems. Three, what were your ex's main complaints about you? Oh. What? Now, the, the, the second question was, how, <laughs> how did you contribute <laughs> to the ending of your previous relationship? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my god, my chest, my chest hurts. Um, nobody is going to answer that question. Right. Right? 
And this is I, like I did a whole phone. A couple of people tagged me and they're like, "What do you think of this?" And I said, "No one's going to give you the honest answer here." No, most people aren't even going to have the self awareness. I was just, and that was my next point. I go, most people lack the self awareness to be able to, oh Hazel, to be able to answer this honestly. And you don't want to know. Why are you delving into this? that but even if you do have the self-awareness to think about like missteps that you feel that you made in hindsight Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you made a mistake necessarily right right? like you could have just responded in a way that you would now change with a a cooler head about it Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i don't i don't know this isn't this, this isn't going to work, but okay, go on. Do go on. Yeah, Maybe go on. my favorite question, because I guarantee I'll probably be pissed off at you for the same reasons that your exes were, and I need to know up front if I can tolerate it. Four, what relationship patterns do you experience? You're drawn to people based on the needs that are unfulfilled in your life, and those unfulfilled needs are typically what creates the relationship patterns that follow you until they're resolved one day. Yes. Okay. Okay. And this is also something I'm not going to tell someone I barely know. Right. But most people don't even know what they are. But what I said was, see, this guy has a built-in excuse for asking probing questions like this. He's a therapist. Right? So someone can go, oh, okay. That's why. And he can say, oh, sorry, hazard of the job. Mm. Coming from anybody else. (laughs) These questions are just wildly invasive mm-hmm. and probing. Well, I, I mean, I think there's another angle we're not considering here, which okay. is like, this is certainly not going to work in a cishet relationship. Right. But if you're gay, I don't know. This might be fine. I don't know what the etiquette is. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because if it's frankly, if it's two women who have been in therapy, you might you might have a very honest conversation. I was gonna say, I this yeah, this line of question questioning reminds me of um, one of my former coworkers who, before she met or when she met her wife after their like second date, she was like, "I met my wife," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and apparently, they had a conversation like this. She's like, "I know everything about her." Met my wife. And I was like, okay, well, you've had two dates, but cool. Um, And, you know, she was right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She did meet her wife. Oh. Okay, but that's sort of a running joke, right? Because. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like. But maybe, I mean, but obviously, though, part of the joke is that women can have these conversations and get to know each other really quickly. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, this this is probably going to work in some relationships, um, but not not in a cishet relationship. Not with a straight not man. No. These will not work with straight men. I oh, agree. No. I no. agree. Uh, okay, do you have a letter for me, Sarah? I do. I do. Okay, I have a coworker who I will not say that I'm dating, but I have had sexual relations with. Oh boy! I could tell from the beginning that he overloaded a lot of sob stories on me about himself. And I am very kind, I believe, and I do listen, and I take in all this information and whatever else he tells me. But at the same time, I don't really care. (laughs) So since I started seeing too much oversharing, I explained to him my needs, what I'm looking for, and just let him know, hey, I only want to hook up, especially since he made it also clear that he didn't want coworkers to find out. 
I also let him know if you're looking for something else and not just sex, that's fine, but you clearly need a friend and I'm happy to be your friend, therapist in parentheses, and he stated it was fine and that, yeah, he's not looking for anything serious either, but one day, very suddenly, he stopped speaking to me. So my instinct was that he was trying to see if I would kiss his ass. So I let him be. But two days later, I said, hey, what's up? Are you okay? And he said he was fine, but thinks he needs to focus on himself. Which I replied, no problem. Hope you feel better. And I haven't spoken to him since. My question is, was he baiting me or trying to manipulate me to see how far I'd go for him? Uh, yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Because You have to silence your phone, dude. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Sorry. No, you know what it is? God, God bless them. God bless them all. It's my sorority sisters. They're having some sort of chat about the Greek alphabet because of Omicron. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, so <laughs> I'm trying to mute them. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, the answer to your question is, uh-huh. Yes. He, he's giving you the silent treatment to, to get a reaction out of you because, you know, again, like the minute they start oversharing and there's no other signs that this might be part of uh, being neurodivergent. The minute they start, that is, they're just looking for free therapy. Yeah. And it seems to me that he clearly recoiled from um, you seeing the situation clearly and calling him on his bullshit. <laughs> it, that made him recoil. Yes. Yeah. And I, I can I just say I love this energy from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely keep it up, Queen. <laughs> Enjoy the journey. <laughs> Godspeed. Godspeed, my friend. Yeah. He's just he didn't like that you put him in his place or that you called him on it. Right? Yeah, that's basically it. That's like, it. And, you know, and so you hurt his feelings and now he wants you to grovel and make you feel bad. You don't feel bad. You shouldn't no. feel bad. Um, nor should he, you. <laughs> nor should you. Uh, let him go find somebody else to whine to. Mm-hmm. I really, I can't. I can't with whiny dudes. I really can't. I mean, if he was trying to see how far you'd go for him, he has his answer. So you once know. again, I say to you all, don't ask if you don't want to know. Right, right. Tip of the hat to you, my friend, for uh, drawing that line with him. Uh, okay, Sarah. Yep. Final thoughts. Just, I, I just, I love that we're um, wrapping up on that high note, you know? Yes. Yep. We gotta, we gotta make a habit of wrapping up on the high notes. All right, guys. First episode of the month is a free one. The rest of the episodes are paid. You can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash datologypod, datologycoach.substack.com. There are two completely different podcast episodes uploaded. Patreon, it's uploaded pretty much every week. Substack, also pretty much every week. Sarah and I have fairly hectic schedules, especially at the end of the year. Uh, So we try to shoot for for every week. Sometimes we have to skip a week, but we t- we, we'll let you know. But we always pretty make consistent. up for it. We're pretty okay. consistent, but we always make up for it. <laughs> so, patreon.com slash datologypod, datologycoach.substack.com. Uh, and if you want to submit a question, go to datologycoach.com, click the submit a question tab, or just send an email to hello at datologycoach. Hello. Hello at datologycoach.com. Follow us on Instagram at datologypod. Follow me on Instagram, where I give a lot of uh, free dating advice content 
and that my username is the T H E Kristen C H R I S T A N M. Uh, be checking the site for the fuck that guy online course. That's going to be, it's going to be an audio course. Uh, and it's, you're going to be able to pick and choose which, which areas of dating men, straight men uh, annoy you the most. And you can listen, (laughs) you can listen to in whatever order you choose. Uh, so far I'm at about, uh, 18 chapters because dating men is that's long and hard. Uh, but write the best dating profile ever. Go to datologycoach.com, click Master Online Dating tab. Get the Write the Best Dating Profile Ever e-guide, the Write the Best Dating Profile Ever online course, where we talk about writing a bio with substance that's going to attract people with substance, that's going to attract emotionally available people, and help you avoid the time wasters. We give you all the red, we talk about the red flags, we talk about the things you shouldn't say in your profile, we talk about photos. We talk about, you know, what buzzwords or code words uh, should and shouldn't be used to be able to convey certain things, what to avoid. I'm going to cough again. Go to datologycoach.com, click the Master Online Dating tab, uh, and follow me on TikTok, at datologycoach. Sarah, you got anything? Nope. Nothing? (laughs) Luca? Luca's sleeping. Okay. Bye.